This year, I am focused on saving and investing, but I still want to do things like travel. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side-by-side to maximize your spending, some even offering 10 times points on your spending, which means you could end up with a free flight or maybe a better hotel room. So what could future you do with smarter financial decisions? Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Eating processed food for every meal isn't healthy for people or for dogs. We all know that. And kibble is subject to multiple rounds of high heat processing, making it an ultra processed food. The farmer's dog is real, fresh, healthy food with whole meat and veggies gently cooked in human-grade kitchens to preserve their nutritional value. My dog, Barnaby, loves the farmer's dogs. When he sees me pulling one of those packets out, he comes running. It's personalized, vet-developed, and it has recipes for as little as $2 a day. Meals arrive in pre-portion, ready-to-serve packs, and they're conveniently delivered on whatever schedule works for me. Get 50% off your first box of fresh, healthy food at thefarmersdog.com slash happier. That's 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash happier. Hello and welcome to Happier, a podcast where we usually talk about strategies and tips for how to build happier habits into your daily life. This is a special bonus episode. We will be talking to Sarah Fain about her Ojai adventure. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, and human nature. I'm in New York City, and joining me today from L.A. is my sister, Elizabeth, my sister, the sage, who is a fount of wisdom, as you will hear about soon. <laughs> That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in L.A. And Gretch, it is true, according to Sarah, I did <laughs> play a role in her decision to move to Ojai, which we will hear about. Yes. So we're going to be joined by our very special guest, Sarah Fain. And if you are a listener of Happier in Hollywood, of course, you know all about Sarah and you know her beautiful voice very well. Elizabeth and Sarah have been writing partners for years. They're co-hosts of the Happier in Hollywood podcast. And they've been friends since we all went to high school in Kansas City. So I have known Sarah, I don't know, Sarah, since you were in ninth grade or something. Yes. Right? So welcome, Sarah. Yeah, welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. So much fun to have Sarah on our podcast, Scratch. I know. Well, ever since you've been talking about this, like along the way, this big move that Sarah has been made along the way in Happier in Hollywood. But I just have so many questions. I was like thinking the next time I see Sarah, I'm just going to grill her. And then I thought probably everybody is having this desire to hear (laughs) really a much more beginning to end account of this adventure. Yes. So for anyone who doesn't know, Sarah recently moved from Los Angeles, from West Toluca Lake to Ojai, which is a town about 70 miles away. So Sarah, set the scene for everybody. What was your life like in L.A.? What was your dream of moving to Ojai? How did it come about? Tell us how this all began. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, this has to go back pre-pandemic, of course. Oh, yeah. And... You know, it was interesting because 
my whole life was sort of right along Riverside Drive. For a long time, our office was off Riverside Drive and my house was off Riverside Drive and Violet School was off Riverside Drive. So I would just kind of drive back and forth in this very <laughs> small area. And, you know, I had, I was, it was good. Everything was totally fine, but it just, it, it seemed like it wasn't exactly where I wanted to be at a certain point. And just to be clear for people who don't know, Violet's your daughter, and yes. it's the two of you, and it, it always has been. So you're kind of the one making decisions and figuring out where's our family going to go, what what kind of situation are we going to be in? Yes, exactly. And And when the pandemic began, I'm a solo parent, so... I had a lot of support systems to kind of make being a working mom who handles everything. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of support systems to make that work. And then the pandemic happened yeah. and all of my support systems evaporated. And suddenly I was a working mom with a kid remote schooling at home, like so many people. And it it was really overwhelming. And my... It was interesting because I had always really loved my house, but being in it for four months made me think, like, I really want to get out of here. (laughs) I don't want to be here anymore. Well, and Sarah, can I also chime in here? Of course. That you had read the book, The Nature Fix. Yes. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Some months before that. And you had started talking about how you really wanted to be surrounded by more nature. And I think that's when the first sort of, I mean, you have your house had a really nice yard, but it wasn't the same as being surrounded by nature. So you had also no. sort of started talking about that before the pandemic. Yes, I'd, I'd become so aware of kind of through that book, the effects of noise and yeah. kind of how desperate I was just for trees. Um, and But also I want to point out, like, so the two of you were getting Fantasy Island ready. It was I think, when did it get picked up? And then you were preparing, and then eventually you moved to Puerto Rico for the for a lot of the shooting of season one. But was this all happening at that time? So you were yeah. under immense work pressure as well. Yes. We started working on the pitch for Fantasy Island in the summer, and that's when I was starting to feel really trapped, mm. kind of in the city. So I... <laughs> corralled my stepmom, who was like the hero of the pandemic for me. And Violet and my stepmom and I and our two dogs and our two guinea pigs went to Minnesota (laughs) (laughs) Um, for seven months because it was sort of that nature thing. I really felt like I needed to be just in trees and nature and not feel so confined, which is really what I was starting to feel in L.A. Well, and you're a big animal lover as well. So, like, <laughs> is anybody who hasn't picked up, figured yes. out that you went on a cross-country trip with guinea pigs? Yeah. Like, that's yeah. like, you've, you always have dogs and lizards. You wanted the, you, you wanted to get the giant Welsh rabbit or whatever. Yes. The, yeah, the giant Flemish, Flemish rabbit. The giant yes. Flemish rabbit. Can it hop? Luckily, I talked her out of that one. <laughs> and Gretchen, in your intro, you were you talk about happier habits, building happier habits into your daily life. And that's one of the big reasons I moved here is I really felt like it would be easier to do that mm. here than other places. And why, why there? 
Well, one of them is obviously the nature. I really yeah. want to kind of integrate more nature into my life and and have a garden and go hiking and all of those wonderful things. Well, you know, one of my products, because Elizabeth has been encouraging me to have products, and one of the products <laughs> that I've created is a one-sentence journal. And I think for something like this big move, a one-sentence journal could be really fun because you could write down everything that you got done that day or some big memory from the day. Because with something like making a huge move, it would be really exciting a year later to remind yourself of all the things that you did or that the first time you did them, you're like, oh, that's the first time we discovered that little diner or that's the first time I found that hike or wow, I forgot what a big job it was to unpack all the boxes. So you give yourself all the, all the gold stars that you're entitled to because you could just write one sentence a day. And then at the end, you have this wonderful keepsake of, of a big adventure. Oh, I love that. I will definitely do that. And I have to tell you, I found my one sentence journal from when Violet was a baby. (gasps) When I was unpacking, and it was like the best thing ever. So for sure, I will be doing that that. now. But so, okay, so here's my question. So the pandemic, it seems like the pandemic and the way it made you feel claustrophobic, it made you feel like I need nature, I need to shake things up. But do you think it also, it also seems like it maybe got you more focused on your values. I think a lot of people had kind of like a reflection on their bigger values, but it also changed the nature of work. And what did you need to have to be able to participate in work? Oh, it changed it massively. You know, Liz and I were used to going into an office every single day and sitting and and working in a very focused way and then going home. And all of a sudden, like everyone, we were working from home and it really altered the possibilities, I think, of, of how I thought I could work because we actually pitched Fantasy Island and sold it straight to series while I was sitting, you know, at the dining room table in Minnesota and Liz was at her office, probably on her treadmill desk in LA. And then the first several months of that show, we were working with the writer's room from all over. We had a writer in New York. Liz was in LA. Other writers were in LA. I was in Minnesota So we started to feel like the possibilities of Mm. how we could work Mm -hmm. were really different than what we had assumed all along. Yeah, and I think like so many people, we realized, hey, moving forward, yes, we want to be together, but we don't need to be together every day. And that to me is the was like, that's the game changer. Yeah, Because uh, if you have a long commute, living far away, it's one thing if you have to drive in every day, but if you only have to drive in two or three times a week, it's a lot more doable. Well, and if you're not necessarily driving in during peak traffic time, if you can, can, because that's such a huge issue in LA. Okay, so tell us about the conversation where (laughs) Elizabeth, the pearls of wisdom dropped from her mouth, and Sarah, you had this epiphany about what you wanted to do. And to me, this is the most remarkable thing, because I think... To make a huge decision like this, a huge life-changing decision that's going to take so much work and effort, and, but is could be life-changing, and to just sort of decide and move forward so quickly. I just admire that so much. So explain this yes. conversation. The entire the- craft family has been following this <laughs> um, yes. move by move. Yes. Great interest. Yes. Well, yes. Gretchen, you say your sister the sage. And, yeah, I do. You know, I have benefited from that for many, <laughs> many years. <laughs> um, and 
I really love Ojai, and I had talked about it as a sort of retirement destination for a mm. long time. So I think Liz and I were having a conversation about kind of long term. You know, I was like, oh, I want to live in Ojai in the winter, and I want to live in Minnesota in the summer, and, it'll, you know, it'll be so nice. And Liz was like, well, that's great. But if you move to Ojai when you retire, you're not going to know anyone. Violet's not going to know anyone. Why don't you just do it now? And I was like, now? I mean, it really just sort of changed how reframed, dare I say, (laughs) how I looked at what the possibilities were. Because it did seem like, well, you know, we can work in a more distant way. Zoom really works great. We'd been doing a lot of FaceTiming on the phone. You know, we could still connect and be productive. So I decided to just sort of knock on one door. And mm. if I if that door opened, then I would move. So and the key, the key door for me was getting the right school for Violet. Uh-huh. And once that happened, I thought, okay, this is it. Mm. She has a place in a school. That means this huge thing. <laughs> This huge thing can happen. And that kind of set everything in motion. And then we were moving. And to go back, Elizabeth, when you were saying to Sarah, I think you should move now, Violet was a big piece of why you thought that. So take us through, what did you have in mind when you were saying to Sarah, why don't you think, maybe you should think about moving now and not waiting? Well, my thinking really was, I took Sarah very seriously that she wanted to live in Ojai at some point. And Mm -hmm. so my thinking was, if she moves now and Violet actually goes to school in Ojai, then Violet will have all of her friends in Ojai. Mm -hmm. And also that Sarah would meet people. I mean, I find the best way to meet people is through our kids' school, right? Mm -hmm. So I I knew then it would lead to Sarah meeting a ton of people and that they would be in a community and be very rooted in the community for like a good 10 years before Violet left for college. Right. Um, So I thought, if if this is going to happen, go and build your community there and then you're in it. And then Violet will want to come back there because she'll have all of her friends there. Right. Once she's in college and grown up, she'll feel like this is a place that she knows. It's not just like this new town that her mom is living in. Yes. And I just thought for Sarah, why not go and make friends now? I mean, she's got her L.A. friends. Go and make your friends in Ojai. And then you can just sort of have this really rooted life there. Because I also knew, Sarah, one thing you really wanted was this rooted existence Mm, for Violet. And Ojai does seem like a great place for that. And we should mention, we also know a couple of other TV writers who live in Ojai. So it did feel more doable. Yes. Well, and having heard that argument, how can you deny that? I was like, oh, well, yeah, that's 100% true. Well, it's funny because when Elizabeth recounted this to me, I was like, when you put it like that, it feels like the decision is very straightforward. Yeah. Because I was like, oh, Sarah made this huge decision. It's like, how do you jump on a dime? How do you, do you choose the bigger life? Like, I think a, a thing a lot of people struggle with is how do you make a really big decision? Like the pros and the cons, how do you weigh it out? But sort of the way Elizabeth said it, you were like, oh, wow, that really just seems like, if I can make this work, this seems like the right way to go about it. It felt almost, 
almost straightforward. Yeah. And another thing that, I mean, is true about Sarah, and Sarah, I would love for you to speak to this because I think our listeners would be really interested, is like, you are an adventurous pioneer. Like, you are. You will do things (laughs) that others, like me, I, I, that's why we have an LVS segment on our Unhappier in Hollywood, Liz versus Sarah, because I'll think she's totally mad for doing something. <laughs> and she just ventures forth. No, I remember listening to Happier in Hollywood. I called up Alyssa. I'm like, is, is, so Sarah is driving cross country to pick up her stepmother in an RV. Like, yes. and they're not stopping along the way. And they have like a collapsible Pop-up toilet. Toilet and included. <laughs> and they're going to drive to like her. Her, they're, they're, I mean, this to Minnesota in the middle, like to stay there for the winter. I was like, <laughs> that is so adventurous. So my question for you is, do you feel fear with these things and yes. you're compelled to do it mm. anyway? Ooh, do you it just enjoy question. the adventure? What What is yeah. it? Mm. Well, I have to say, first of all, I love that you see me this way and I am going to embrace this as more of my own kind of self-identification because I don't see myself <laughs> that way, really. So yes, I'm now going to to like get an adventurous pioneer t-shirt yes. or yeah. something. Yes. <laughs> wear it under all my clothes. Under the sign of the giant Flemish rabbit. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, I definitely feel fear. I mean, I remember on that on that crazy RV trip, which I have to say was actually really, really fun, but it felt like just a necessity. Like it felt like I just had to do it and I couldn't figure out any other way to kind of get through the <laughs> pandemic, but to go like get my stepmom. I was like, I would literally do it any other way. <laughs> oh, I was, I kept pointing out like the statistics and why I thought she should, her stepmom should fly. And I was like really yes. working against that one. But I did, I did consult with some doctors, including an epidemiologist. And they were like, well, it's safer to drive. So I was like, all right, I'm going to try. Oh with gosh. with the whole crew and no it was i ha- i will say it was really terrifying i was really scared and there would be times also because i drove the whole way myself yes. that my ar- and rvs are like on the highway and they're like shaking you know and my arms would just be so tired you know day six i was like i can't make it but you know you do what you gotta do but i was definitely afraid at times and the move to Ojai still feels perilous, I think, in some ways. Here I am, and I'm, you know, we're settled, but not settled. And it's a big thing, but you just have to, to hope in the long run it's worth it. And I do think it will be. Coming up, we will talk about the logistics of Sarah's move, which were <laughs> not easy. But first, this break. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe without spending a fortune, and luckily I found Quince. Elizabeth, I got the Flow Knit Wide Leg Pant. It's very light. It's perfect for the summer. It packs very easily. I recently went on a trip with my family, and I took it with me, and they were just the thing to wear on a really hot day where I wanted to be covered up, but I wanted something that looked great and also was very comfortable. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. 
Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Gretchen for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Gretchen to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Gretchen. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and free. And, you know, Elizabeth, I now work with a team and hiring the right people is so important. It's maybe the most important thing. And LinkedIn makes the process of identifying and hiring people easy and intuitive. I know that when I've been hiring for my team, it's hard to find quality candidates to interview. And LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, Sarah, one thing, you know, that our Happier in Hollywood listeners are well aware of because we told this story uh, over many episodes, but some happier listeners may not know, you and I were in Puerto Rico while you were navigating moving to Ojai. Yes. I should, like, you did not visit the house that you ended up moving into. <laughs> and this all happened so fast. I mean, well, you... And, and by the way, she didn't visit the house she was moving out of either. She, right, you, know, you just She never left. said goodbye to that house. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> like you left, like, the empty cereal bowl in the sink, <laughs> walked out, and, like, it evaporated while Two you were gone. Later. Yes. So talk to us about... The logistics and, again, we say, like, identify the problem. I would say the problem in this case was, like, who's going to help you? And you had a yes. very big solution to that problem Yes, in the form of Victoria. So talk about that yes. all, too. So my real estate agent, Victoria Massengale, who has been on Happier in Hollywood, she sold my first house and helped me with my second house. And I was like, this woman is awesome. And she became a really good friend. Mm. So in the middle of this, I'm not religious, but they say angels appear when you need mm -hmm. them. And mm -hmm. she just appeared in the hugest way. When we had to go to Puerto Rico, first of all, she was like, well, I can take your dogs. She and her husband are like huge dog people. So she took cheesy feet and crackers. Um, <laughs> and, and then when the Ojai move was definitive, she just handled everything. I mean, she dealt with everything in the house. She got it packed up. She sold the house. She found me a place to live in Ojai. <laughs> she had things moved in, and I just arrived. I I drove in, and, and I my GPS took me the wrong place, and I called her, and I was like, I think I'm in the wrong place. And she said, oh, drive two more blocks <laughs> wow. and turn it. And then I pulled in, and I was like, oh, this is this is where I live now. Wow. So, and how long were you guys in Puerto Rico? This wasn't like, oh, we're going for five days. You right. were there. Six we were weeks? there initially nine weeks, weren't we? Nine weeks. Yeah. Living, yes. okay. Living there. And I think, yeah. was it Sarah? 
Yeah, it was like three months. And then I went back to Minnesota for like three and a half weeks and you came back to L.A. And then we went back to Puerto Rico for about a month. So you were very far away from home. This yeah, was like, yes. I am now living, and Violet was with you, so we were both out of the house and living in living in Puerto Rico yes. temporarily, but nevertheless kind of living there. Yes, at a hotel. At a at hotel, a resort. Yeah. <laughs> Where they were shooting. Yeah. Where we were shooting. And I, but I should mention that just again, in terms of like the happiness stumbling block of it all. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah, when we were in Puerto Rico, the vast majority of the time had no idea where she was moving to. <laughs> she had Violet enrolled in school, but she had no place to live in Ojai. Someone wanted to send us something and she didn't have an address to give them except for the Grand Hyatt in in Puerto Rico. I mean, and she she just kept saying, I'm not going to worry about this because I can't. I can't worry about this and like do this job and function. So I'm simply not going to worry about it. Which doesn't mean there weren't tears, um, right? Yeah. Um, but um, I was just in awe of your ability to hold this extremely stressful question: "Where am I going to live yeah. and function?" Yeah. At at one point, I had hotel reservations at like five different hotels, motels, inns, B and Bs in the Ojai area. Because everything was booked and I was sort of piecemealing everything together, at least to get me through when Violet started school. Wow. And it turned out I was able to cancel most of those reservations. But, it, you know, it really, it's wearing living out of a suitcase. Yes. And I, I was really looking forward to unpacking a suitcase and putting it in a garage and just having a place to sleep. This kind of reminds me, don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. I mean, I think this is an example of a place where you're like, if I want to make this big move, I can't manage and control every piece of it along the way to get like the optimal solution. I just, I just need to have a bed where we can lay our heads down and trust that I'm going to be able to figure this out later or down the road. And I have a couple of friends who live in Ojai that will help me kind of be my ambassadors. And I just kind of have to let events unfold. I mean, and as Elizabeth said, to maintain that uncertainty and to just be like, you know what, I'll just take things one day at a time. That's not easy, but you probably couldn't have done it otherwise. Right. Because you just would have been stopped in your tracks. Absolutely. And I do think that our career Mm-hmm. has been a training ground for living oh, in uncertainty. Ooh, in what way? Mm. How interesting. Well, it's just this is what we do. You know, we do a season of a show. You don't know if it's going to get picked up or not. You yeah. do another show. You move somewhere else. You. It's every sort of component of our job is structured around, like, is the audience going to like it? And you just yeah. never know. So we have 20 years under our belts of of just kind of dealing with not necessarily knowing what the next thing is going to be and having faith that something is going to come through. And it always does. Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe that's helped, I think, with this whole Ojai adventure. Yes. Hi-ho to Ojai. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up, I'll talk about how I have been a bit of a happiness bully myself with Sarah <laughs> yeah. as she makes her move to Ojai. But first, this break. This message is sponsored by Greenlight. As your kids get older, some things about parenting get easier. 
They can dress themselves. They can clean up after themselves, allegedly. Other things don't, like having conversations about money. The fact is, kids won't really know how to manage their money unless they're actually in charge of it. That's where Greenlight can help. Greenlight is a debit card and money app made for families. Parents can send money to their kids and keep an eye on their kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens build money confidence and lifelong financial literacy skills. Yeah, Jack has green light. And one thing I love is that it includes a chores feature where you can set up one time or recurring chores and reward kids with allowance for a job well done. Gretchen, we used to mow the lawn. How much more motivated would we have been if we'd had funds deposited when we completed the hut chore? Mm-hmm. Sign up for Greenlight today and get your first month free when you go to greenlight.com slash happier. That's greenlight.com slash happier to try Greenlight for free. Greenlight.com slash happier. Do you want to set your child up for success? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way with positive feedback. Well, I know with Eleanor, when she was struggling so much with math, if she had been able to do online learning at home, she would have been much better able to keep up with the class, and that would have just made the whole situation much easier for her. Don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And happier listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com happier. Visit IXL.com happier to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. We're so excited to introduce you to Great Jones. Great Jones makes high-quality, thoughtfully designed cookware that's so stunning, you won't want to put it away. They have everything from Dutch ovens to ceramic dishes to non-stick sheet pans. They've got everything you want. I have the Saucy, which is a terrific saucepan. It has curved sides. It has a pouring spout. It has a lid. And it looks so elegant. It's really a pleasure just to look at it on the counter, even before we're using it. Yes, I love all the colors. Yeah. They make stunning gifts that are actually useful. Weddings, housewarming parties, birthdays. It's the perfect gift for the foodie in your life. So upgrade your kitchen and replace those old rusted hand-me-downs with bold, beautiful, long-lasting pieces from Great Jones. Get started today at greatjones.com and get an extra 15% off your first order with promo code HAPPIER. That's greatjones.com, promo code HAPPIER. Okay, listen, usually you call me the happiness bully, but you got a little bit of this aspect of your personality, too. What was it that you were encouraging Sarah to do as she was heading into this big adventure? Okay, well, you know, my thing with Sarah, one place where we're very different is I am more of an extrovert, I would say. Sarah, I mean, you know, I really like that is to fair. go out. <laughs> I need to see friends. I, yeah. you know, I need to do all that. And I think Sarah's happy spinning at home. That's literally spinning, spinning wheel. not bike yeah. spinning, but spinning yarn. <laughs> not ruminating, but literally spinning. Yeah. <laughs> and so my reasoning for for her moving now, for you moving now, was a lot of the social aspect of wanting yeah. you to have those roots and make friends, and. I was encouraging you, and I have to, I've given you big gold stars because you have really taken it upon yourself yeah. to, right from the get go, 
make these social connections. So yeah. talk about your thinking there, because even though I encouraged this, I didn't know you were actually going to go through with it. <laughs> um, because this is an argument we have been having for, you know, decades. Yeah, I think maybe it's part of the clean slate of Ojai is that I feel like, okay, there are changes that I can make. Mm. And one of the big ones was just reaching out to people and trying to make connections. And I love going to lunch and we happen to have time to go to lunch right now. Right. So I'm just like, if I think of sending a text and asking someone to go to lunch, I'm just going to go ahead and do it which has resulted in some really fun lunches. And and I do feel like I'm starting to make the social connections here that are going to be really essential moving forward, while also realizing that, I, you know, it's a slow process. And yeah. I think one of the great things is I feel like I'm building something, mm-hmm. and building things takes time, mm-hmm. uh, and that's cool. And can I also comment, Sarah, just today someone was mentioning to me something you said on Happier in Hollywood, which is that you have decided in Ojai you're going to show up as yourself. Yes. And you mentioned that when dropping Violet off at school the first day that you were like, I'm just wearing Birkenstocks. I'm not worrying if my hair is dyed or not dyed or what I'm wearing. I'm just showing up as myself. And I was thinking about that, and I'm like, well, that's probably part of why you feel more inclined to make social connections, because it feels like less effort, because you're not trying to be anything. You're just showing up as yourself, which is a much more organic, natural process than sort of trying to figure out what you want to present to the people who you see. Yes, absolutely. No, it's funny because I'm you may have noticed, no longer coloring my hair. Um, and <laughs> I'm just kind of like, eh, you know, it's okay. Like, it's fine. This is this is what I look like. This is who I am. I think, I don't know why it feels a little easier to do that here, but it's a big bonus. And on that subject of kind of settling into the new place and setting the tone in this clean slate of a new place, what have you done to try to kind of make it feel like home for you and Violet? I mean, you're in a place now and you're starting. You, you, we, we talked about the hack last week of don't settle into a routine so that, you know, you stay in that sort of exploratory mode. But how are you going about trying to give it that feeling of, you know, that you're starting to put down roots? And I mean, for Violet, too, to give her that feeling of, of settling in. Well, the best thing is she really loves her school. And I oh, think so that makes her feel really rooted and connected here. That's huge. And then we're really leaning into the things that she already loved about Ojai. There's a park here that she just loved. So we try to go to that park. And she's like, I live here now. This swing that she used to literally, like, when we would be at home in L.A., dream about. She's like, I can come to this swing whenever I want to. (laughs) She just, she really is a nature kid also. So I'm trying to take advantage of the nature here. I'm hiking. I'm finding hikes that we Mm. can do. And our dogs love the hikes. And we're also... You know, we are exploring, but we also have our regular things. Like, we go to the kombucha place and get a charger of kombucha every week to take home. So it's, I think it's going to be little things like that that we just build over time. Yeah. I also think Violet has had, I mean, a year unlike, you know, she's lived in three different places in a year, was remote schooling. So she was sort of at the perfect 
juncture to do something like this. Mm, right. Yes. Right. Yeah. To and, go back and be in person and kind of settle into a new place. Yes. And the first thing I did in our new house is set up her room. Like she, mm-hmm. <laughs> when I flew back from Puerto Rico, I dropped her off at camp for two weeks and then I came to the house and I had two weeks to kind of get the house set up. And the first thing I did was her room, getting her bed set up, getting all of her stuffed animals unpacked. Like when she came home, it felt like her space. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think that really helped her start to feel at home here. And do you have any hacks that you you gave a great hack of don't settle into routine, but how about things for sleeping or unpacking or decision making or, I mean, you've gone through so much, like what (laughs) lessons have you learned the hard way? Well, I mean, the biggest one is get rid of things before you move if you can. Right. You didn't get to do that. I didn't get to do that. And as I've been unpacking, probably 40% of what (sighs) I unpack goes straight into a box to be donated or into the trash. Um, I've had two giant pickups of donation stuff. So my first hack is find a a donation place that picks up wherever you are. When I was in LA, it was Veterans of America. Here, it's the rescue mission. They will come to your house. You put the boxes outside and they pick them up for you, which is Mm. huge. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. That, I mean, compared to um, driving back and forth and back and forth. Yeah. Yeah, let's just remember when we moved you from your apartment, we made so many trips. Gosh. No, and sometimes people will even do a virtual move. Because moving is such an excellent time because when you're handling things and thinking like, oh, do I want to unpack this in my new place? Do I want to pay to put it in a box and move it or should I just give it away now? A lot of people give things away. But you can sort of trick yourself into that process by looking at a closet and thinking, well, if I were going to move, what would I keep and what would I get rid of? And sometimes that sort of does kick up a whole layer of things where you're (laughs) like, well, I'll just leave it on the shelf, but I wouldn't move it. And then you're like, well, if I wouldn't move it, because I don't want it in the future. What makes me think I want to have it now? So that's sort of that's a good, very a very good exercise. Yeah, that's yeah. that's perfect for me because I'm at some point, hopefully soonish, going to be moving again. We still haven't found our permanent house here, so I'm going to think of it that way also as I'm yes. as I'm going through these boxes. <laughs> yes. Well, something we've talked about in Happier is like ask for help. And sometimes it's like strangely hard to ask for help or like weirdly you don't even think to ask for help. And it sounds like this is a situation where you really had some people where you asked them for help and they really came through and it really made a huge difference. Was it hard to ask for help? Yes. I am not an ask for help person. It is very hard for me. I can attest to that. (laughs) Yes. Um, you know, so during the pandemic, I asked my stepmom for help. During all the move, I asked Victoria for help. And it really is incredible how people come through for you and do it so generously. Like, it's not a burden. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm always amazed and surprised by that. And I'm hoping that after this, I won't be and that I'll be more open to asking for help because our lives are so much easier when we just ask for the things we need. People really do want to come through for you. So I'm trying to think of it as an opportunity for people to come through. (laughs) It was interesting when you say angels appear um, during when we were in Puerto Rico, one of our directors, Kimberly McCullough, we Googled her and it's like, oh, she lives in Ojai. I mean, what are the chances? And we right. we sat down with her and she said to Sarah, 
Ojai picks people. So if you oh. if it's picked you, everything will work ooh. out. Ooh, ooh, it's like the island. It's like yes, the island. Exactly. Yes. It's like fantasy island. She was chosen by Ojai. What can the island do for you? Yeah. Yes. Nobody's in Ojai by accident, just like yes. nobody's on Fantasy Island by accident. So right. Kimberly <laughs> said to Sarah, she said, So don't worry, you will find that place to oh. live. It will oh. be okay because Ojai. Um, knows who should be there, and and you oh you you know you've made the commitment, and now it's all going to come together, and now she's a new friend of Sarah's. Yes. yes. Oh, that's so great. Okay, so the final thing that I would love, actually, for both of you to talk about is I think that because of the pandemic and because of the changing nature of the workplace and the idea of the hybrid workplace and remote work, it might be that many people are considering something like this themselves. Like, could they? accelerate certain kinds of plans they had, or could they conceive of making a plan that in the past would have seemed like just impossible? So how do you imagine working like a year from now? Like, how do you see this being possible? And do you think that it's, do you think that it's only possible because you're a team like this? Or like, what are kind of the lessons that other people could draw from how you're imagining it going forward? And I will say you're in LA and the, and just the traffic pressure in LA is like its own work hurdle. Yes. Like in a way that a lot of places just don't have. Even if you have a bad commute, it's not like LA where truly it's just a weight on your shoulders every single day to just get from here to there. Well, I mean, I don't, I actually don't think it has anything to do with being partners. No. Maybe it's convenient that I could go to an in-person meeting, um, you know, more easily than Sarah could. But like you said, because of the traffic, I think the key is picking a place that's close enough that you can go if you need to. Mm -hmm. Sarah and I have both pointed out her drive from her new house to my house is shorter than my commute when we worked downtown and did Women's Murder Club. Wow. Um, which I did every single day and complained about it every single day. <laughs> right. But it wasn't like you were like, oh, I have to move my house no. because my commute is right. so long. Right. And one of the things about your jobs is that your your workplace changes much more frequently yes. than other pe people's. So you sort of, it makes less sense to choose where you live based on where you work because that could change a lot of people, it seems like, do it more based on where their kids go to school because that's more consistent. Right. No. Yeah. No, it's interesting because if if you lived somewhere else, Liz, like if you lived in Silver Lake or somewhere farther east, I don't know that I could have moved here. But because you right. live in Encino and it seems like you're going to stay in Encino, I feel that like that's an easy place to go. You know, it's not that bad getting to the valley from here. Yesterday, I came in for lunch and then drove back. So... I think you have to be realistic about how willing you are to drive yeah. and and about how easy it is to get places or not. But I do think moving forward, we'll have a more hybrid work schedule. And I think a lot of people It would be a drag driving will. in every day. Yes, exactly. A lot of people will. And I think, I mean, just one thing that I feel I've learned over time, which is a reason why I was encouraging Sarah to do this, is... I really think like letting everyone in your life do exactly what they want to do is just mm. the way to go. So five years ago, if Sarah had wanted to move to Ojai, I would have tried to control the decision probably and not thought it was a good idea and tried to talk her out of it. Mm -hmm. Just like I tried to talk her into dyeing her hair because I thought that's what she should do. Mm. And I did manage to do that. Um <laughs> 
But now I'm just like, you know what? Everyone should just follow what's right for them and like, we'll work it out. Mm. And she does the same for me. And that the more we do that, actually, the more our partnership works. Mm-hmm. Even if there might be some things that are more difficult logistically, it's just better to let everybody do what they feel they need to do for their life. Well, and the great thing about this change in the workplace is it's just opened everybody's I mean, of course, yes. there was so much suffering and, and uh, pain that has come from this. But one of the things that has also come from it is this sort of reimagining uh, what work can look like, which just opens up a lot more possibilities. Yes. You won't be the only one, for sure, Sarah. You can, again, you're the pioneer. Others will follow your trail. Yes. Pioneer yes. trail. Well, I have Maybe even to Ojai. Well, lots of people are coming to Ojai, so yes. <laughs> Gretchen, I've given a lot of credit to Liz for sort of her sage advice, but I also <laughs> wanted to say to you, you know, I really feel like Having my daughter, Violet, was kind of my first happiness project. Oh, um, yeah. And I feel like this move to Ojai is my second happiness project, that it's, you know, sort of a big change that will overall just make me so much happier and make our lives great. So thank you. Oh, that's so <laughs> wonderful. It's been so fun to hear more about this big move. I have just watched it unfold with wonder. <laughs> Choose the bigger life. Like, you did it in a big, bold, <laughs> abrupt way, which I so admire. Elizabeth, I mean, I, uh, it was like yeah, my I favorite do thing. Too. In, in Happier in Hollywood, I was like, I need to hear the updates. <laughs> yes. And yeah, if anybody wants to hear more about Sarah's adventures in Ojai or about what it is like to make a television show, especially yeah. one in Puerto Rico, yeah. um, <laughs> listen to Happier in Hollywood because we talk um, about that and many other things. Yes. yes. Well, Thera, thanks so much for doing, like, hopping over or to Happier. It's so fun. It's so fun to see not just Liz's face here on, on Zoom, but yours as well. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, Sarah. And that's it for this bonus episode of Happier. Thanks to Sarah Fain. You can hear more about her adventures and her writing adventures at Happier in Hollywood. Thanks to our executive producer, Chuck Reed, and everyone at Cadence 13. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Instagram, at Gretchen Rubin and I'm at Liz Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com. And if you like the show, please be sure to follow, rate, or review us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Craft. And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us Onward and Upward. Gretchen, speaking of Sarah loving animals, aren't you getting chickens? <laughs> oh, of course yes. she's getting chickens. Yes. <laughs> chickens and probably a couple goats. <laughs> <laughs> As one does. Yes, of course. It's oh hi. From the Onward Project. Homes.com knows that when it comes to home shopping, it's never just about the house or condo. It's about the home. And what makes a home is more than just the house or property. It's the location and neighborhood. 
If you have kids, it's also schools, nearby parks, and transportation options. That's why Homes.com goes above and beyond to bring home shoppers the in-depth information they need to find the right home. And when I say in-depth, I'm talking deep. Each listing features comprehensive information about the neighborhood, complete with a video guide. They also have details about local schools with test scores, state rankings, and student-to-teacher ratio. They even have an agent directory with the sales history of each agent. So when it comes to finding a home, not just a house, this is everything you need to know all in one place. Homes.com. We've done your homework. 